Welcome to the Extra Club podcast. This is the podcast where we don't just motivate and inspire you, but we also give you practical hints, tips and strategies on your way to finding your extra to become extraordinary. We are relationship and behaviour experts and professional coaches Mark and Nikki Taylor. And each episode, we will discuss different challenges, issues and problems that we all face. And give you solutions, hints, tips and strategies that give you the extra in your life to make you happier, healthier and more successful. So let's get started. Welcome everybody to another exciting episode of the Extra Club podcast. Mrs Taylor. Hello there. We're very pleased to be here, aren't we, Mr Taylor? We certainly are. And very excited because, do you know, we're talking about one of my favourite subjects. Go on. Money. Money. And interestingly, this is a podcast that's actually been requested by a number of our, our graduates and our listeners as well. So hopefully you'll really enjoy this one. Yeah, absolutely. Because, well, I don't know, whoever has got enough money. Oh, don't say that. (laughs) That's what we're going to talk about, is why is having enough money a problem? Absolutely. So essentially what we're going to be talking about today is your money mindset, your beliefs about money and how money works for you in your life. So I think, first of all, I think it's common, it's a common wish for someone to want to have enough money. I don't know whether you used to wish that, Mr. Taylor, but it was certainly something that uh, that I used to wish. And this comes from a place of not having very much money in the past. And uh, and I don't mind admitting this. I haven't told you this before, and you might think it's a bit weird, but I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it anyway. And um, you oh, know, there's like. What is she going to say? <laughs> you know those um, you know dandelions. And you get those dandelion clocks that sort of uh, blow about at at certain times of the year. I used to actually look out for those because I used to think to myself, oh, if I can get one of those. And I used to make wishes on it. And I always used to wish for enough money. Same as like when a money spider, I used to actually get it to try and go across my palm rather than it sort of just sitting on the windowsill. See if I could could, uh, move things along a little bit because, yeah, that's just exactly what I used to wish for, having enough money. So I do think it is a a common and a popular thing that people want. Um, I used to look for. Go on. A four-leaf clover. Did you? Yeah, because because a sign of a four-leaf clover is luck, isn't it? It is. And so I used to look for a four-leaf clover. Because like you, I actually never had enough money. When I had that mindset back in the day, I never had enough money. And guess what happened? Because I had that mindset, I never had enough money. Yeah. I've got a question about the four-leaf clover, if that's okay. Oh, go on then. Because I've never actually asked this before of anybody. How often did you find one? Uh, Never. Did you never find one? I never found a four-leaf clover. Did Did you not? Yes, absolutely. Oh. I've found quite a few in my life. Didn't yeah. didn't didn't make any difference, mind, at the time. <laughs> well, <got> <laughs> and that's what we're talking about today, actually. Got yeah. So the the mindset of wanting enough money, believe it or not, can actually be a barrier to having the success and the extraordinary life that you and everyone else deserves. Because the problem is that if you don't control your finances, then they will actually control you. 
And as we've started to mention here, we don't actually mind sharing that we've both been there, haven't we? Oh, crikey. Well, I mean, it's common knowledge on a lot of our trainings. I I often uh, share my story where I actually, when I met Mrs. Taylor, um, she took me on and I had £53,000 on credit cards. And I had also put some money onto a remortgage. So I think uh, when we met, I think I had something like about, you could probably say about 80-odd thousands worth of debt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I like the way you said I took you on. I I like the way you said that, Mr. Taylor. But, you know, in my position at the time, you obviously know this, that, you know, for various reasons, then, you know, things had got better for me, but I hadn't been in a very good place financially due to some of the decisions that I'd made in my life. And I think that I got something like £30,000 worth of of credit on my credit card. So, you know, and the great thing is that now, as we say this, neither of us have got any debt at all, which is, you know, a great place to be. And we're not doing that from a bragging point of view, but from a point of view of when you change your mindset, actually, that's when you get the results. So that's what we're going to be talking with you about today. You see, I always had the vision that one day I would pay it off. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I saw it as a sort of uh, a loan. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, it did become very tiresome, though, juggling every month the payments, especially looking for interest-free cards and things like that. So that's why I said, right, never go there again. And exactly as you said, now we've got ourselves into a favourable position where if we wish to use a credit card, it's more to get points for something or rather than having to actually stretch a budget. And also keep your your credit score, your good credit score going. You should uh... always do that. You should always keep. I've actually got, and, and, um, uh, you know, this is interesting, um, but I've actually still got eight credit cards. And I think the amount that they would loan me is something in the region of about £120,000. Yeah, that's only because there's no money on them now. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and that's, the, that's the ironic thing, isn't it? Because if you need money, then you rarely get, you know, very much credit on those on those cards. But well, that's not a place you want to be anyway. No, well, they always say that um, the banks will always give you an umbrella when the sun's shining, but they mm. never give you an umbrella when it's raining. Yeah, so there you go. yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that's a tell good... me about tell me about this notion of enough money, Mrs. Taylor. I'm interested to hear what you've got to say about this. Okay, so when we get into debt, then there never seems to be enough money. So what can happen is we can actually get into what we call a scarcity mindset, because we start to believe that there will never be enough money, and that money is actually hard to come by. And then what that does, longer term, sometimes in some respects, is it gives us a very negative association to money. And one of the problems is that a lot of our beliefs around money often won't be ours. It's the same with any kind of belief. So they may have been implanted in us when we were very young, maybe by our parents, by our friends, even maybe the TV shows that we watch or or perhaps the books that we read. And then that can then maybe be confirmed to us as as we grow up, especially if we haven't got sort of strategies, which are effective strategies to to keep us moving forward with money. And, you know, there's all sorts of sayings. I mean, I'm sure you know some uh, sayings about money, Mr. Taylor. Oh, crikey. Dan, my mum's favourite was money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. Yeah, it was a popular one in our house as well. Yeah. 
I actually, um, I tell you a belief that, that my girls had. They believed that because, you know, obviously when you're sort of uh, buying your, your children things when they're, they're younger and not something that my, my parents um, had to think about, but, you know, the cash point machines. When I, when I said I didn't have enough money, my uh, my daughters used to say, well, just go to that machine, that machine, you know, that one that's in the wall and just put the cart, because that gives you money. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love it. As a child, it's just so simple, isn't it? Isn't it just, yeah. But, uh, you know, money can't buy you happiness. That's another, that's another one, isn't it? It can't buy you love, certainly. You haven't sung this time, Mr. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about a diamond ring that goes with that. There so is, I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to, to sing it. But yeah, my, and another one of my mother's favourite sayings, bless her, is that she said, oh, it always seems to come in in one hand and goes out in the other. Yeah, I've in other heard words, that you too. you haven't got it very long. That it's always, and, it, and it's interesting, as you say, that as we're growing up, we don't quite understand what those type of sayings or what effects that's having on us when we yeah. grow up and with our association to money. Yeah, because you're right. All of those beliefs can lead to that scarcity mindset without even realizing we've got that. What that does effectively is it really does put obstacles between you and your financial success. And and some people, even when they do have money and they have success, if they've got negative beliefs or they've got a a negative relationship with money, they can actually end up squandering the money that they've got and end up with none. So even when be- people become successful, if they haven't got the appropriate mindset to support that, then that's the kind of situation they can almost back- end up being back at square one. So, you know, some people can follow a, a cycle of almost like boom and bust with money. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen that with a number. It's quite interesting because if you research quite a few rich people, that they they often follow that type of circle. I think it happened to mm-hmm. Donald Trump, and and I, and I remember years ago being told about uh, an interview way back in the day with his when was his first wife Ivana Trump, where she says that we appreciate what we've got because we realise that any day it could disappear. Mm. Now, now that's to me that's a focus in the wrong direction. You know that's a wrong motivation to get money because there's a belief that one day it could disappear. And it yep. did actually disappear. Trump did go bust at one stage in his career. Yeah, very much so, yeah. And and people who have the opposite to that, so rather than a scarcity mindset, those that have an abundance mindset, what they do instead is they actually invest their money wisely in assets that are actually going to give them a return on that investment. And often that can be the difference. And we will be talking a little bit later on about some of the things that you can do to notice you know, what kind of mindset you've got. But certainly that's, that's one of the things that people who have the abundance mindset, they look for things that will actually give them a return. Whereas I think people who don't have money – especially if they've not had it before, they want to experience some of the things that they couldn't previously afford. That actually brings to mind, if you, if people haven't read it, a great book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, read it. Yeah, it's very good. Especially if you're thinking about how do I actually make the money that I want in life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well worth reading. We've both read it and it's, you know, it gives you some really helpful tips. And you see, this is one of the problems when someone has a scarcity mindset because they they tend to expect, very much like I did, you know, wishing on the, the dandelion or the four-leaf clover or whatever it is, they they expect to receive windfalls, you know, rather than taking the right action. 
they they actually almost become, especially if they get themselves out of a situation where money's been challenging for them, they often almost go to the other extreme and avoid spending any money at all. Yet they still want more because, of course, once you've had your your fingers burnt, you know they don't want to get into that situation again, which is which is understandable. Yet it doesn't help them with the abundance mindset that's actually going to bring them more money. And this is interesting because during hard economic times, then things like gambling on the lottery go up. Yeah. Because people do look for this windfall. Rather than actually sorting out what's going on, they look for that easy, easy route. And that's why you see during times of depression, uh, times of economic strife, rather than actually working out what the problem is and doing taking action about the problem, people go for the quick fix. Yeah, that's true. Win or gambling or something like that. Yeah, and the other thing that they do, of course, as well as that, is they look for get-rich-quick schemes. You know, it's almost too good to be true. Well, you know the saying: if it's too good to be true, guess what? It's too good to be true. It is, yeah. Or alternatively, what they do is they spend small amounts of money because they feel they can justify that, but on lots of things that don't give them a return, um, which of course is a, a false economy. Yeah. So having a scarcity mindset with regard to money will will leave you with that feeling that there's never enough money and that money is a, a very negative very negative thing which we you know we've we sort of said ourselves. And so if you're always uh, thinking about not having enough money then you attract into your life what you focus on. So if you focus on having no money guess what you get? No money. A- Exactly, exactly. Because we believe, and I think we said this at the beginning, that we everyone deserves abundance in their lives. And actually, we believe that money is actually only a form of energy, don't we, Mr. Taylor? Yeah, we call them life tokens. We call like pound notes life tokens. Do you still get notes? Well, I've still got I've still you can't got some have pound notes. notes anymore, but you can I've still got some old ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking they might be worth more than a pound at some point. Probably. So yeah, life tokens you can exchange and it's an exchange of energy by doing something for someone and they give you energy. So in other words, they give you money, yeah, which are tokens to enjoy your life. That's why we call them life tokens. And because there's limitless energy, then there must be limitless amounts of money available to everyone if they have the abundance mindset. So, so right. So how can you actually tell then? How, how can you tell if you've got a scarcity mindset and then – clear away the things that are blocking your money mindset and improve your relationship with money? That's a really good question. I think, well, one of the giveaways is how you actually talk about having enough money because at the root of it, the desire to have enough money is built on, if it's built on not wanting to be poor, for example, then this leads to this cycle of the boom and bust that we're talking about earlier. So to start this process of becoming aware of this, it's good to think about your motivation to have money is it because you don't want to be poor or is it because you want to keep working towards financial goals? And if it's, it's not being poor, then that's having enough. That's the having enough money mindset that we're talking about. What we should always do is focus on what we want rather than what we don't want. So absolutely goals for the things, those specific goals, smartest goals, so that, we're always going towards the financial goals that we want rather than looking over our shoulder and worrying about the money we haven't got. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you can also pick that up very much if you're, if you're purchasing something and the kind of feeling you get when you make that purchase. Because I remember I used to get like a little bit of a sort of unpleasant feeling in my stomach, almost like, oh, no, I've just spent that money. You know, and if that's how you're feeling, then that's that's uh, you know what we call an away from. That's uh, that's a scarcity mindset. So uh, something else that you can do is you can also look for ways that you can invest your money where you'll receive a return on that investment. I'm not talking about like stocks and shares or anything like that. I'm just talking about if it making sure that if it's important to you that you're investing your money wisely so that you're going to get something back from it. You know, reap the rewards of your uh, of your investment. So even if it's just a small return to begin with. So, for example, with the coaches who train with us, they know that their investment in their training, the price that they pay to become a coach, it will actually bring them a return from from their paying coaching clients. Yeah, if they focus on what they want and they follow what we tell them. Exactly. I think it's a, a really good point that actually looking things as an investment rather than a cost because a lot of people, when they purchase a training or they invest in themselves, they actually look at it as a cost, i.e., what can't I buy instead? Yeah. Rather than thinking this is an investment and, and almost running their life like a business. That's what I yeah. learned in that, in that a business would go out of business if it acted like most people act as a, as a, as a person. And how I yeah, act. I think that's, that's a really good way of looking at it. See yourself almost as a business. Yeah, and what kind of return you're getting for you know the the investments and the and what you what you're doing, what you're spending your money on, you know when you do invest, just do due diligence. It's not easy to say. Do due diligence because it's very easy to get caught up in someone's sales patter and their and their promises, and you never really know whether they're they're true or they're you know just spinning you a yarn. A yarn. So look at things like Companies House and and just check that they really are as successful as they say they are. You know, look at what their previous clients say about them. Do they have the outcomes that you want? I think also one of the biggest things, and we touched on this at the beginning, is that you need to sort out your beliefs. You need to actually deal with and, and release, get rid of the negative emotions that may be attached to having money. Also, the limiting beliefs that you may have around whether you can actually have abundance as a person and also unconscious conflicts and those type of things you you can get rid of um, either by learning techniques yourself or by utilizing a coach so I, I do think that that inner work is really important on this before you move on to actually investing because that if you see the thing is if your future decisions will actually be made by your past experiences. And so yeah, if you don't clean true. up those past experiences, you will then make decisions that possibly don't serve you as well in the future. So I think it's a great tip to invest and invest in yourself and look at that mindset. And you need to sort out your stuff. That's true. Because even if you make the investments and you don't have the the, the right mindset for it, then you'll just run patterns that you've run before. Excellent. So, uh, so I think in summary, what we're saying, the this notion of having enough, or saying, you know, I've got, I want enough money, isn't the right thing to do, Mrs. Taylor. 
No, it isn't. It isn't. And the first thing, of course, as we as we usually say on the podcast, is is having that awareness first of all about yourself and the way that you're thinking. Because once you've 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 realised that, and it comes into your realisation, you can actually do something about it. Because actually, how much is ever enough? Yeah. And so I think it needs to be specific. And saying I want enough money, even though we may think that that's a positive thing actually could be one of the problems as to why we've got scarcity in our life. Yeah, I think so. So I think we'll leave it at that for today, Mr. Taylor. Well, I think we need to because we've gone five minutes over our normal time. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. Well, I knew it's it's one of my favourite subjects, money. And so, so, yeah. So we hope that's helped you. We hope the hints, tips and strategies and bringing things into your conscious awareness has helped and um, as always, if you uh, feel so inclined, we'd love it if you left us a five-star rating and or a review because that helps us get to more people and help more people to become extraordinary. So, Until next time. Bye for now. Bye then. That was the Extra Club podcast. We hope that you're leaving with some great things that can help you in your life every day. To get more invaluable content, please make sure that you're subscribed to the show on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode and feel so inclined, please leave us with a five-star rating and comment with a review. If you see the value, please also share it with someone else who needs it. Sharing is caring. Thank you for listening and making your choice to find your extra. Until next time, bye bye for now. now.